0: Welcome to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, awarded to advisors who have for 10 years been on one or more of Barron's top 100 financial advisor lists, 2022 Forbes Best and State Wealth Advisor, and CEO of Cutton Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and into the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, on to the show. Welcome. We're going to interview John Cutton today about the four cornerstones of planning. As many of you know, planning is a vitally important component of really getting control of your finances. And John's been doing this for a while, and we're going to dive into these four major cornerstones.
1: John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. It feels like a while. feels like a long while.
0: (laughs) It's all right. It's like, it's like riding a bike, brother. You're going to be right back on this horse with no problem. All right. Let's do an overview first. So what are these four cornerstones of planning?
1: Matt, I've been talking about the four cornerstones of financial planning since 1994. You know, when you think about it, think about four boxes, two up top and two below in a square. And if you think top left, and top left is where you think about cash reserves. Cash reserves, next to cash reserves, top is what I would call adequate protection. Bottom left is what I would call fixed assets, and bottom right is what I would label as equity assets. And the way I always looked at it, when you think about the four corners approach to financial planning, most people like to talk about kind of the sexy stuff, right? The fixed equity assets and stocks and bonds and mutual funds and exchange traded funds and so on, et cetera. But really, before you start to talk about those fun pieces that we all like to talk about, it's really about having that strong foundation. When you build a house, you first lay a strong foundation. And that, to me, is what having an adequate cash reserve and having adequate protection in place really means
0: the cash reserves component is something that i have always found fascinating and i don't believe john that most of the general public really understands what you all do when it comes to a cash reserves now i know you can't give specific investment advice or cash reserve advice but let's go over the basics and then let's take it the next level
1: sure yeah so from a cash reserve perspective Every client situation is obviously different, as you said. However, there are some rules of thumb that apply. What we generally recommend to a client is no less than three months of their committed expenses to be liquid in a cash reserve, and generally up to six months as a reasonable starting point. And when I think about cash reserves, what that really means, Matt, is something ultra safe, liquid at a moment's notice, and ultimately in a spot where it's easily accessible. So the three to six months committed expenses, when I think about committed expenses, that's not your trip to Hawaii or Tahiti or whatever it may be. It's things like your mortgage or your rent or your car payment or your insurance, et cetera. So the things that if something happened and a global pandemic happened and you lost your job, imagine if that could ever happen would that ever happen or you were out on a disability or you had some kind of family emergency that you've got at least three months if not more likely six months of money squirreled away in a safe easy to access spot so that you can actually continue your lifestyle take care of all the things you need to do over that period of time
0: now i like that idea But I need you to unpack it a little bit more because you're still using very specific words that I want to make sure everybody understands. One, liquid at a moment's notice. So take a moment to just define that for our audience, please.
1: To me, that's a bank account. It might be money in a brokerage account and the cash reserve account. It could be a really short duration bond fund, as an example, that you have access to the liquidity uh, in a one business day or three business day type scenario. That's really really what I think about liquidity. And then Matt, I think where you might be leading as you get into it, the way I look at it, the higher your committed expenses, the more you should have in a cash reserve. The less predictable your income, the more you should have in a cash reserve. So if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or a salesperson that's on a commission basis, you likely want to have more put away in cash reserve. If you're a civil servant, school teacher, police officer, fireman, et cetera, et cetera, you've got a little bit more security, if you will, that your paycheck is going to continue under the various circumstances that we spoke about before. And a lot of times, Matt, what we do for our clients that might have a larger, liquidity or cash reserve need because of their occupation, being a business owner, what have you, is it doesn't all have to be in a completely liquid position. For some clients, they might choose to have a full year or even 18 months worth of liquidity in a cash reserve. And that's where you start to get into different strategies where you might have a tiered approach, where a third six months worth of that 18 months of expenses may be in your bank account. The next six months might be in laddered CDs, as an example, at your bank or through your brokerage firm. And that last piece might be in a really, really short duration. Bond fund, as an example, there's different varying degrees of cash reserve and each, as I kind of went from the zero to six months, six to 12, 12 to 18 month came with a little bit of a different liquidity meaning less liquid as the longer the time frame went on and also a greater potential possibility at least for return because you've actually locked that money up where it's not liquid in a day's notice.
0: Now, I have also heard that you want to maintain a cash reserve just in case the stock market does what the stock market seems to do. If you are in retirement and you are taking income from these portfolios, is that another component of cash reserves that are important to pay attention to?
1: Yeah, 100%. Particularly for retirees, you start to think about where you wanna take your income from. One of the things that we do for many of our clients or suggest for many of our clients is we'll many times keep two to three years in a very liquid position for a client who is now in what I call the access phase of their retirement, meaning they are no longer working, they are no longer saving, and their sole source of income might be their Social Security, And the portfolio that they've actually structured so to your point matt what occurs there is if you've got let's say three years of liquidity in a safe easy to get spot and the stock market goes into a downturn or the bond market and your portfolio is not moving in an upward direction instead of being forced to sell securities at a loss you've actually have money sitting on the sideline in a liquid spot so that you can, in essence, take advantage of the ability to use those assets to take care of your income needs as opposed to selling at the wrong time. And
0: selling at the wrong time is what everybody's terrified about when those events happen because they do. Now let's talk about the other not so sexy thing, which is adequate protection. And I think that there are a lot of people, John, who don't like having these conversations because it doesn't have the sizzle
1: that the other two do. Yep. Yeah, protection or insurance, if I can say it on air here, is a dirty word because none of us are going to ever die. We're never going to get disabled. We're never going to go into a long-term care facility. Only those things happen every single day to hundreds of thousands, millions of people each and every day. The way I look at it is what insurance really is, and insurance can be used for a lot of different purposes, but it's part of that foundation. So when you think about being in a position that you're building that foundation for your financial life, you've got to protect all the things that you can't afford to lose. Your life, your ability to earn an income, your ability to cover healthcare and or long-term care costs. Well, let's switch gears then
0: and talk about fixed inequity assets. What in God's name does that mean at all?
1: Key is foundations right. I want to tell the story in the right order. The client has now, you as the prospective client, have now created an adequate cash reserves. You're three months, six months, maybe 12, 18, 36 months depending on your situation. Liquid, you're good. You've got that cash reserve. You've addressed your protection planning. If you need life insurance, it's in place. Disability, long-term care depending on the phase of life you're in. Only then should we even begin the conversation about saving money for your future. Now, what most Americans do is they skip the cash reserve, they skip the adequate protection, and they go right to the stock market or to cryptocurrency or to whatever the hot investment is today. What we want to make sure is that we first deal with that upper level cash reserve and protection planning. So bottom left fixed assets, really simple. These are fixed assets where the purpose of the investment is generally to produce income not to produce capital appreciation. While it may rise in value or drop in value, the main reason people purchase or invest in fixed uh, investments is to get a dividend or an income stream. So, Examples would be something like a bond some types of real estate, whether it be corporate bonds, municipal bonds, bond mutual funds, et cetera, where you put your investment dollar in, you're in essence promised in return, a coupon or some type of return, the the value of that security will go up and down, usually based on interest rates and things along those lines, but ultimately what you're looking for is that income that you can live off of or that can provide steady, slow growth. On the flip side, equity assets are the opposite. Although some might pay a small amount of income in the form of a dividend, as an example, equity assets are assets that are generally there to outpace inflation, right? So, this is where you are looking for the main source of growth to be capital appreciation. So, equity assets are usually stock oriented assets. In mutual funds that invest in growth or value type companies. And as you know, Matt, they come in all different shapes and sizes. The key is as you start to think about fixed and equity assets, it's all relative, which will likely be a future podcast, to your risk tolerance, your goals, the rate of return you'd like or need to achieve. And then it's how to actually construct the right balance of fixed and equity assets and the right type, what I call asset allocation ultimately help stack the odds in your favor and in alignment with your needs and risk tolerance.
0: What else didn't I ask you that I should have about these four? I mean, you talk about this stuff all the time. You've trained your advisors. You've trained your clients. What else should I have asked you about these four cornerstones of planning that I didn't?
1: The four cornerstones for me are a really good kind of, I call it an acid test. If I was a a listener, and what I mean when I say an acid test, it's a way to just check in. Uh, uh, and to be able to say, is the plan that I have actually sound? Have I actually looked at all of the factors? I said a minute ago, it's about stacking the odds in your favor. And what happens, again, go back to the title of our podcast, The Certainty of Uncertainty, is if you don't have enough or you have too much in any of those categories, you become out of balance. And if you become out of balance, that's generally when something occurs in your life where you start to feel it so as an example if you're a younger family or maybe it's an older person who might have children or grandchildren who are younger that are just starting out in life and they might have just got their first job and bought a house and had their first child or maybe it's you as a listener if you didn't have enough cash reserves put away and you started to already contribute to your 401k plan as an example, because you wanted to save for the future, and all of a sudden you had a bad leak on your roof. You realized you thought the new house that you bought had a beautiful roof on it, now it leaks, and you needed $8,000 to go out and replace your roof. And if you didn't have that six to 12 months, three to six to 12 months of cash reserves, what is it you do to ultimately replace that roof that's leaking in your baby's room? Right. You probably go out and if you don't have the cash, you put it on a credit card. Now, all of a sudden, you've put something on a credit card because it was a necessity and you didn't have any cash reserves. And ultimately, what happens is you get that credit card bill. And for many Americans, the average rate they're paying on a credit card could be 10, 15, 18 percent. And before you know it, you've got eight thousand dollars of credit card bills and you're maxing out your 401k but paying 18% interest, right, on this particular credit card. I just share that to say, I call them the building blocks. What I want everyone to pay keen attention to is the order in which you actually check these boxes off. And from my perspective as a young adult, cash reserve and adequate protection is where you start. And then you start to add to those fund investments like fixed and equity assets.
0: Just to add my quick two cents, which is literally worth about two cents. The other interesting (laughs) thing about what you're saying, and a lot of people don't really bring this up when it comes to adequate protection, is when you start that early, it's a lot less expensive generally, because if you get insurance when you're a young person, you don't have necessarily all of the same risk factors.
1: Not, Not only, Matt, it's a great point, sorry to interrupt there, but not only is it less expensive, but you're also insurable. Yeah, right? totally. Uh, that, that's that's pre-high blood pressure and high cholesterol and, and all the things that happen as you get a little bit older before life gets so stressful. Couldn't agree more. It's less expensive.
0: And that is one of the reasons why you want to sit down with somebody who knows what they're doing in this area to ask the right questions and to provide you with the right education as you just did, John. Thanks for your time today.
1: You got it, Matt. It was fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor. Cutton Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at Management at AMPF.com or give us a call at 800-455-4595. Don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This podcast provides general information, is not intended to provide investment advice, and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances. Neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. Investment products are not insured by the FDIC, NCUA, or any federal agency, are not deposits or obligations of or guaranteed by any financial institution, and involve investment risks, including possible loss of principal and fluctuation in value. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Barron's Hall of Fame advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists. Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its ranking from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice, including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record barons is a registered trademark of dow jones lp all rights reserve this award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance neither ameriprise financial nor its advisors pay a fee to barons in exchange for the ranking the forbes top women best in state women and best in state wealth advisor rankings are developed by shook research and are created using an algorithm that includes both qualitative in-person virtual and telephone due diligence meetings client impact industry experience review of best practices and compliance records and firm nominations and quantitative assets under management and revenue generated for their firm's data Certain awards include a demographic component to qualify. Investment performance is not a criterion because client objectives and risk tolerances vary, and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. These rankings are based on the opinions of Shook Research LLC, are not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience, and are based on data from the previous calendar year. Forbes Magazine and Shook Research do not receive compensation in exchange for placement on the ranking. For more information, www.shookresearch.com. Shook is a registered trademark of Shook Research, LLC. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details.
2: Ameriprise Financial Planning Services are optional, offered separately, and priced according to the complexity of your case and your financial advisor's practice fee schedule. Your fees and financial advisor may be subject to change. Financial planning is generally appropriate if you have financial goals, sufficient assets, and income to address your financial goals and are willing to pay an investment advisory fee for recommendations to help you achieve those goals. Please review the Ameriprise Financial Planning Client Disclosure Brochure or, for a consolidated advisory relationship, the Ameriprise Managed Accounts and Financial Planning Service Disclosure Brochure, For a full description of services offered, including fees and expenses. Before you purchase life insurance, be sure to consider the policy's features, benefits, risks, and fees, and whether it's appropriate for you based upon your financial situation and objectives. Variable life insurance is a complex investment vehicle that is subject to market risk, including the potential loss of principal invested. California Insurance Number 0G22360, Arkansas Insurance Number 2088389. All guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Asset allocation does not assure a profit or protect against loss. There are risks associated with fixed-income investments, including credit risk, interest rate risk, and prepayment and extension risk. In general, bond prices rise when interest rates fall and vice versa. This effect is usually more pronounced for longer-term securities. Income from tax-exempt municipal bonds or municipal bond funds may be subject to state and local taxes, and a portion of income may be subject to the federal and or state alternative minimum tax for certain investors. Federal and state income tax rules will apply to any capital gains. Stock investments involve risk, including loss of principal. High-quality stocks may be appropriate for some investment strategies. Ensure that your investment objectives, time horizon, and risk tolerance are aligned with investing in stocks, as they can lose value. Growth securities, at times, may not perform as well as value securities or the stock market in general, and may be out of favor with investors. Value securities may be unprofitable if the market fails to recognize their intrinsic worth or the portfolio manager misgauged that worth.